We're going to be talking now to Nathan Cosmina, the CEO of the mighty Adelaide Reds, Adelaide United. This is in light of the quite audacious move by um, the AFL club, GWS, um, which I suppose uh, not having much of a membership base needs to do something to make a quid. Uh, they've partnered up with the TAB. and Not only have they partnered up with them, but the launch yesterday of their formal relationship with one of the biggest betting organisations in Australia involved the launch of TV ads featuring GWS star players where they're looking lovingly up in the air at a green Zeppelin with the words TAB written on it. And then um, uh, the catch line is... Um, Let's go, or something like that. You know, let's get into it. Let's mm. gamble. Um, it's a, a polar opposite from the approach which the Reds have taken here, where a couple of years ago now, I think it was, they launched their Here for the Game campaign, which is a promotion saying we're here to enjoy the sport. We're not in a multi. We're not in a syndicate. We haven't got a lazy fiver on what the scoreline's going to be. Nathan, good morning, and thanks for your time. Um, in a In a sort of environment where... You know, sport is between the codes is so competitive um, in Australia. What was the thinking behind you guys effectively ruling out gambling as a revenue stream at the Reds? Good morning, guys. Um, yeah, well, it was it was a, a fundamental discussion around, as you would allude to, revenues. I mean, the the um, the fans and our members and. <clears throat> Sporting codes want success, and, and the reality is that revenue is a, a key driver of success in this professional age. And uh, it was in COVID during a time when many clubs were, were struggling for a dollar, us included. And um, we, we went through sort of this process and asked some threshold questions around what we'd be willing to, to sell and who to and what for. And um, it evolved into a discussion with the Office for Problem Gambling, and um, they, were, they were looking to promote an alternate message. Um, being that that and, and in essence it's it's that that sport doesn't need to be intrinsically connected to to gambling, mm. and that was something that we were we were passionate about. We felt as though it it it, uh, it aligned nicely with with our values, um, and, we, and we launched. I think it was twenty twenty one. Twenty one, yeah. From memory, it seems a long time ago now, um, and it's been uh, been at our game day ever since. And, and I think I said at the time. It was it was like a new player announcement for us. We got more traction on that on that story than than what we'd had on anything uh, in the time around that. And then, but that's not to say that, that we're morally you know superior to anyone else. It was just something that fit well for us, mm. and we thought aligned with our values. As I said, the the, the, the sporting organisations are governed to a degree by by revenue, and, and revenue often, quite often, doesn't, but often drives success. So. It, uh, it was just something that we felt aligned with who we were as a club and who we are as a club. And um, as I said, it's been a really successful campaign for us. What do you think it's cost you over the last couple of years? That decision? Oh, I won't even speculate on, on that sort of stuff. And it wasn't about that for us. It, it was more about what message are we promoting? I mean, we're, we're a club that's born out of the, the local community. Um, we, we relived a lot of that uh, a couple of weeks ago with our 20th anniversary dinner and how all the local clubs and federation got together when when Adelaide City went under in 2003 and, and created a new entity, hence the, the name United, was was, was fitting. Um, for those reasons, you look at our game day, it's full of kids, full of teenagers. Um, we're very much you know, parochial about our South Australian roots and heritage. It just it aligned nicely for us to promote an alternate message. And, and, and you know, for us, we made a decision that, that, that wasn't a path we wanted to go down. I think the other thing, too... Nathan, interested to hear how your players felt about becoming involved in it and the face of it, because 
It strikes me as a weird double standard. And I know you're not on here to take pot shots at rival codes or anything, but it seems funny that players can be precluded from gambling because of the conflict of interests and the capacity for um, it affecting performance if they've got sort of money on it themselves, yet they can at the same time be the face of a pro-gambling ad. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it, it is a little unique. I mean, we're the same um, in terms of the rules and regulations around our sport globally yeah. um, uh, that uh, not allowed to... to um, bet on on football at all, and um, no, but our players were really supportive. Of it. Again, most yeah. of our our guys are SA born and bred. Um, we obviously have some foreign players. Occasionally, bring someone in from interstate, but most of them are local uh, local kids, um, passionate about the club. And I think it was something for us that really resonated with the players. Like it was some. You know, I wouldn't say that betting culture isn't really intrinsic again in our in our sport, perhaps not as, as much as others, um, but our guys really resonated with it. It's one of those ones that's easy to promote, you know, that they were they were um, on board with it. Yeah. We've, we've sort of rotated a few different players through it over the, over the journey, but it's been something that everyone's been on board with. Yeah, absolutely. Can I ask you one football question before you go, Nathan? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty busy transfer window for Adelaide United. Uh, yeah, of course, Joe Couchy goes out, um, Stephen Hall the young backup keeper, both go to the Premier League. There's Alex Popovich to South Korea. And obviously we know Nestor Irukunda's got a move coming up as well. Some of those attracted pretty reasonable uh, transfer fees and appreciating that three of those four happened late in the Australian window. But do you think fans can reasonably expect that that money will be reinvested in strengthening the squad in, in, in future or is that earmarked for, for other development at the club? Uh, no, everything for us goes into to strengthening the squad. It's just different people have different definitions of what that looks like. What, what we've made clear is that we're not going to go out and, and splash the cash on sort of high-priced foreign talent. Um, we, we've made a conscious effort over the last couple of years to invest back in the youth um, of the club, and, and that, that involves everything. I mean, that's signing more kids because, you know, young kids on professional contracts um, are paid a, paid a salary, but that in, in, also includes everything around that. Now, mm. our performance department is... is um, really growing over the last three years because we're trying to invest more time and, and effort into into these local kids and and the, the ones that have left this year all been with us for a long time um they uh, and it goes in cycles as well we've been somewhat fortunate this year that we just had an exceptional group there's another group coming through they're probably 15 16 now that might take a few more years before they get their opportunity but i think it's a reward for for what carl and, and the coaching staff have done since covid i think realistically is, is when most of these these players came in and uh, they've done really well and uh, the world is is watching to have a couple of boys in the Premier League and, and one in the Bundesliga is a good advertisement for, for South Australian football. <laughs> the, so F- the FFA should playing. write you guys a thank you letter for doing the country's work developing young talent, I think. But we obviously, yeah, well, as, as Reds fans, selfishly want to see the club do great things domestically as well. Yeah, and that's the balancing act. I mean, the challenge for us in a global market and, and, and Joe, as an example, wasn't something that we were planning on. You get mm. the sort of knock on the door and and, and same with Nesta to a, to a lesser degree. So who are we to stand in the way of these kids fulfilling their dreams as well? So we need to get the balance right. Um, but for us, it, it just provides an opportunity for the for the the next group to come through. We, we signed Stefan Mork on the back of this, which is great to bring in a, mm. a senior player on a long term deal. And there's another one we'll announce shortly when you're, when you're coming back home. So um, there, there is some movement, and um, we're still really confident about what we can achieve this year. Good stuff, Nathan. Thank you for that, Nathan Cosmo, the CEO of Adelaide United. David Pemberthy and Will Goodings, six to nine, five double A breakfast.